0: Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. So, we appreciate everybody here today. Those that watching on Facebook, those that will see this on television, thank you for being with us today. Now, if you got your Bibles... I want you to turn to Romans 4, 17. And as you're turning there, I'm going to read this verse again. It's kind of been the, the primary verse in all of this, this teaching now. And I also I want to go ahead and announce that I was going to add a part four to this, but God said, no, I want you to go into something else, a different direction in that. So that's what I'm going to do. But next week, we're going to start a, a series on vision. I promise you, you don't want to miss this because everybody that is saved and on your way to heaven and you're living for Christ, guess what? You have to have vision. One of the most important things that I could ever teach you is vision. So don't miss this. Be here. Also on Wednesday, we are continuing our series on Galatians. We've learned so much. We've been getting deep into the book of Galatians. So come out and be with us Wednesday at 7. All right, let's read this right here. As you got your place in Romans 4.17, I'm going to read this in the NIV. Go to Luke 6.45 for me, Dave. Now, we've been reading this every week, but uh, this is the NIV version. It says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Is that not what we've been teaching? It's what's stored up. It's not a little bit here and there that you put in, but it's that that's been in abundance. All right, an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Here's the last line I want you to really catch. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Of. I'm going to say that one more time. Now the King James, we know that says, Out of an abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I like this right here because it says it a little bit clearer. For the mouth speaks, what? Whatever the heart's full of. Okay, so real simply, let's recap real quick this day. Alright, we've learned now that it's not just what we say, but it's the faith behind what we're saying, Right? How many knows I could say anything in here this morning, but that does not mean that I have faith in believing that what I say is going to come to pass, right? But Jesus said, you shall have whatsoever you say as long as you believe what you say. And the only way that we have faith behind our words is whatever is in abundance. Is that right? That's what we've been learning. All right, and last week, We learn that we have to say something. Turn to your neighbor and say, say something. You have to say something. You can't just believe in your heart. How many in here is saved this morning? Raise your hand real high. Okay, how would you get saved? I just believed in my heart. No, you didn't. Then you didn't get saved. Because Romans says what? He says, if you believe in your heart and do what? Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. Is that right? So we have to say something. The the Bible says that we all have the same spirit of faith. Is that right? We've all got the same faith in here this morning. And the Bible says that spirit of faith that all of us have believes in what they spoke. I believed and therefore I said something. So I'm going to say it again. Say something. All right, so we know that if God lives by faith, does God operate by faith? Absolutely He operates by faith. He 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 said, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. Now watch this. Here's the question I want to ask you this morning. So how does God speak? Ask yourself that today. How does God speak? What's He talk like? Now we've been learning that the power of death and life is in what? The tongue, that word tongue doesn't just mean a word here or there, but what? Your language. How you talk all the time. That's what we've been learning. Now, as I answer this question, let's say a word of prayer in here as we enter into this message. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for everyone that's here this morning, that's here to hear this, that wants to grow, that says, I want to go deeper in the word of God. I want to go deeper in the things of God so that I can operate and function like Jesus. I thank you for this this morning, Father, and I thank you that you've given me the words to say to your people. It's not my words. You gave them to me to speak to them, and I thank you, Father, that if you gave me these words, then you will back these words up with signs and wonders to confirm your word. I thank you for this. We bless you now in Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Now now you're at Romans 4.17. Let's read this. Romans 4.17. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, talking about Abraham, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens. All right, so the question was, is how does God speak, right? All right, so here it is. So God does what? He quickens the dead, number one. Now, what's the last phrase? And calls those things which be not as though they were. Say that with me. He calls those things that be not. as though they were. Now I want you to look at two different translations here to help you on that. Go to the Good News translation, Dave. It says, I, I'm just going to read the last part here. He God brings uh, the dead to life and does what? Whose command brings into what? Being what did not exist. Alright, so now we're getting we're getting the picture here that when God speaks, he brings into being what was not. How many is interested in bringing something into being that was not in your life? Somebody say amen. So 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 by saying that, you're telling me today that none of you have arrived. That that there are Many of you in here today that desire something in God. Is that right? You desire to see something happen in your life. Okay, well, God gives us the formula. He says, this is how I do it. He says, I call into being what did not exist. Now, how does He bring what does not exist into existence? He speaks it. Yeah, there we go. All right, now go to the amplified version. I like this one here. It says He gives life to the dead and speaks of non-existent things. Where is it non-existent? Here. Woo, I like this. He speaks of non-existent things that He has foretold and promised. Who has some promises in here? Come on. Who has some things that God has told unto them? Well, listen up. So God speaks of those things as if they've what? Already... Come on, help me out now. Already it what? Existed. So he doesn't talk about going to be. Come on. He doesn't talk about how one day something's going to happen. But if you ever notice, if you get prophesied to, you may have had a tough, terrible, rough week. Right? I mean, you just had a, a bad week. And you don't feel like you're much in God. And you don't feel like you're called according to His purpose and whatever. Then you come up here, and somebody prays for you, and God starts talking about how strong you are. And maybe you're thinking, God, you missed it. You don't understand. I I barely made it through this week. Oh, you're blessed coming in and going out. God, hold on. You're not hearing me. I need your help. I need this. I need that. See, what God is doing is is He's calling what is in the Spirit. Are y'all hearing me? What? Real quick, before we go any further, what is a greater truth? That which is in the natural or that which is in the Spirit? Why? Because we learned the very first week, that which is Spirit created that which is what? Natural. So, what? guess what? The creation is never greater than the what? Creator. Amen? Come on. Mamas, daddies, your sons, your daughters are never greater than you are. Somebody say amen. But they should give honor to you, right? It's the same thing. Now watch. So since the spiritual created the natural, then the natural should be given honor to the spiritual, not the other way around. Are y'all listening to me? So God, I'm going to say this one more time. He speaks of things, of the non-existent things that He has foretold or promised as if they've already existed. Or in other words, as if they've already manifested. How many's ever had God tell them, it is? Yes, He's told me several times. It is, it is. Now what's He saying? He's, he's saying it already exists because I've spoken it, because I've commanded it, because you've believed me for it. It's already took place. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Are you getting the picture? Are you getting the picture on how you and I should be talking? Because watch this, and I was guilty of it too. All of us were taught to stay in the land of Ghana. How many is how many's in the land of Ghana right now? You say, what's that? God's gonna do this. God's gonna do that. One day I'm going to have a a nice house or I'm going to have my own business. See, if you're not careful though, you stay in the land of gonna. And I'm going to be talking about that today. So let me say this again. The only way, watch this, the only way you get new things in your life is you have to do what? Speak of them. Thank you, Cheryl. You have to speak of them. Amen. Amen. If you don't, watch this, it's real simple. If you don't speak of them, how can they come to pass? Oh, but see, that's the lie that we've believed, haven't we? We believe that, watch this, once God promises something, then we just lay back and chill and do nothing, and then one day, one day, we don't know when, but one day, God will bring it forth. But that's not how this works. And you see, the enemy has fed people this lie so that he, in hopes, watch this, that they will believe it and they won't receive anything. You see, you have to start calling it forth. How many remembers what I said last week? Watch this Satan needs fear like God needs faith. He needs you to be afraid just like God needs you to have faith to believe. So, watch this. So, God is a spirit. And we, watch this, we have to call those things forth. We have to speak of those things which He's already done to give them life where? Here. Just as Satan, watch this, just as Satan needs you to speak of things here to give give them life in the spirit realm. You see what I'm saying? So somebody say, it takes me to, to do this. It takes me. It's not just between God and the devil or anybody else. I am an equa- I'm, I'm part of the equation on this. So what has God told me to do? So if God speaks this way, why would I not speak this way? Now what way is that? So let us be clear. You speak, you call those things that be not as though they were. In other words, you speak of those things as if they've already took place. I want to challenge you this morning. Get out of the land of gonna. I'm gonna be healed. I'm gonna be blessed. I'm gonna be prosperous. I'm gonna have a family. I'm gonna do that. You need to get out of that. And you need to start speaking how? Calling those things that don't exist in the natural. Speak of them as if they already exist. Why? Because that's what God does. Amen? Today, You've heard me use this expression for a few weeks now, and I'll use it again. Today is Sunday, is that correct? But if God stands up on His throne and says, today is Wednesday, things will have to shift to come into alignment with what He said. Amen? It'll have to. So... We have to call those things that be not as if they've already happened. So the Greek reads like this. Let me show you what the Greek reads. So we've learned what the King James, the Good News Translation, the Amplified. Well, listen to what the Greek says. The Greek says God summons, He invites, He calls by name into existence what will be the state of something that does not yet exist. I'm going to read that again. God summons, He invites. Listen to these words that I'm saying. He summons, He invites, He calls by name. So that tells me He's what? Specific. Somebody say specific. He's specific. He's detailed. See, another problem is that so many of us are too vague on this. Amen? We're too vague on it. Well, Lord, just do something great. Well, what, what do you want Him to do? I don't really know, but just do something great. That doesn't cut it. We have to be detailed. Amen? Because, see, this goes right with next week. Vision. God always, anytime He gives you a word, He gives you a vision to go with it. Never without it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, watch this. The moment that He says something to you, it creates a vision. It creates it. You see yourself there. You see yourself having this. So watch this. He invites it. Here's my next question. Do you invite the future into your now? Woo, that's good. Do you invite the future into your now? Or, watch this, watch this. Do you always keep it up there? Keep it ahead of you. You say, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you that every time you speak of something in future tense, that's how it's going to stay. As long as you keep speaking of what you desire in God in future tense, it's always going to stay in the future. Why? Exactly. Tomorrow never comes. Why is that? Because you have what you what? Say. And you say what you what? Believe. And when you call those things as what they are, they're going to stay the way that they are. Come on. And if you keep calling them of going to be, they're always going to keep what? Going to be. Now I'm all, watch this ladies and gentlemen, I'm all about process and I'm all about journey, but I really like when things manifest. Somebody talk to me. Amen. I, I, like, I like the best when they come to pass and when I see the fruits in my life. Now I know, I understand we got to go through process and we got to go through a journey. I understand all that. But, but I also like, really like, I love when things come to pass. Amen. Danielle, do you like when things come to pass? Right? Come on. <clears throat> so you call, the, watch this, you have to call those things into your now. Now I know the church has taught you for years that things are going to happen and they're going to happen one day. But you always find out that many few people at all ever calls things into their now. But Hebrews 11 1 says what kind of faith? Now faith. Somebody say now faith. He didn't say tomorrow. He said now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, God summons. He doesn't just passively speak something. He summons them. How many ever been summons to court? Or something like that? When you're summoned to court, guess what? You better be there. Amen? See, so God summons these words. In the beginning, He said, Light, be. He didn't ask if light wanted to be. Come on. He didn't think about, well, what if light doesn't be? No, he summons it. He said, light, be. And then watch this. It also means to invite. So I'm going to ask you again. Are you inviting your future into your now? Or is it not welcome into your now? Come on. Now, I know, I know you may be thinking, this is some foolish talking here this morning. But you've got to listen to something. What did I say about Jesus speaking to the fig tree? He wasn't just talking to the fig tree. That was what you've seen in the natural. There was a spiritual force behind that. Amen? Because again, what did we just learn? We learned that everything natural has been created by what? Something spiritual. So he was speaking to something in the spiritual realm. Okay, so watch this. So God speaks that way. Are you going to speak that way? Because the devil, want, like I said, the devil wants you to stay in the land of Gunna. He wants if you into this confessing stuff. He says, "Okay, I got something for you." Now you know you don't want to you don't want to bury your head in the sand. Come on, I'm telling you how the, the enemy likes to talk. You don't want to bury your head in the sand. You you don't want to be hypocritical or feel like a liar or anything like that. So uh, don't you start calling stuff that isn't. In other words, don't you get up and testify about how good you feel and, and how you're healed when you know you know right now your body don't feel good. Don't be doing stuff like that. Don't you go around and talk about how blessed you are when you know what's in your bank account now. See, this is the stuff he likes to say because he knows if, you can keep, if he can keep you keeping it in the future, it'll always stay in the future. And how many is interested in that? I didn't see no hands. So nobody's interested in keeping your heart's desires, everything that God said in the future. Okay, I'm not either. I'm interested in pulling that in, that what's in the future into my now. Can somebody say amen? All right, but watch this. Here, hold this water. I want to show you all an example real quick. All right, this is how we do. Okay? Now, Crockett has my water. I would like that water. How many would like these things to happen in your life? Yeah, we would, wouldn't we? I mean, there's, there's hardly anybody that you go up to that says, you know, I don't really, I wouldn't like to be blessed. You know, people don't talk like that. They, they, they say stuff like, man, I'd like to be blessed. Oh, I'd like to be healed, man. I, I would like to have these things in God. Okay, well, watch this. It's all about how you speak. Amen. Now, I can sit right here, or I can stand right here, and I can say, you know, Crockett, I'd like to have that water. Man, I'm thirsty or this or that, and, and guess what? I'll even say something like this. Well, one day, Crockett's going to give me that water. I just know it. One day, Crockett's going to give me the water that I want. Now, as you can see, he's still not brought me that water. Why? I ha- Number one, I haven't summoned. Come on. I've not invited. I've not called it by name. But if I'm over here, and again, I'm in that category, man, I'd like to have that water. I'd like to have that. If I go and I say, Crockett, I would like that water right here. Bring it to me now, please. I summoned you. Do you see that? Go ahead. Do you see that? It's all about how you what? Say something. See, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. Some of you are keeping your stuff in the future and you don't even realize it because we've been taught to speak of it in future tense. One day. God's gonna. God's gonna. When God is saying... How many believes that the Word is the final truth? Amen. But the Word is saying, call those things that what? Be not as though they what? Are. So, or we can read the Amplified again. You speak what doesn't exist as if it's already existed. By doing that, watch this, you give it right and power to do what? To come forth. Are you all listening to what I'm saying? How many's ever went to a doctor's office or some kind of office and they'll say, wait here until we call your name, right? Do you just say, no, that's all right, I'll go on through? No. What do you do? You sit back and you wait until you what? They call your name. When they call your name, what's, what happens? You go forth because you what? You've get, been given right and authority to do what? To come forth. You see, when you start speaking of things as if they've already happened, praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord, I'm prosperous. Praise the Lord, my family's saved. I just want to thank you for it. When you start talking like that, guess what? You give what you desire right and authority to come into your now. Can somebody say amen on that? You give it right and authority. But let's flip that. As long as I keep speaking of, well, one day it's going to happen. Man, one day I'm going to be blessed. One day I'm going to have the job I want. One day I'm going to have this or have that. As long as you keep talking like that, you're not giving it right and authority to ever come into your now. Ooh, this is good, isn't it? See, we're not giving it right and authority. And you have to give it right and authority. Why? Because God will never override your will. How many, come on, at a show of hands, did God force you to come to church this morning? Not a one? Now, did He desire, did He long for you to come to church this morning? Oh, yeah. He desires for you to be in His house. But is He going to hold you at gunpoint and say, you better show up today? No, He's not. Why? Because he He will not override your will. Now, you're saying, yeah, that's right. But guess what? All these times that you're saying, Lord, you do it. Oh, Lord, come on. You make something happen. God, and God is saying, I can't because I'm not going to override your doubt. Are you all listening to what I'm saying? See, God needs what to work in our life? Faith. And I don't care how much you cry and plead or whatever. If you refuse to believe Him, He can't operate. Why? Because He will not override your will. Amen? How many times, watch this, how many times, I got Bible on this, how many times did Jesus say, according to your what? Faith, be it unto you. He didn't say mine. He didn't say somebody else's. He said, according to what you believe, I'll do it. Amen? If, watch this. If you believe that God is a sometimes He is and sometimes He isn't God, that's exactly what He'll be for you. Because He will not override your will. But if you are in here this morning and you believe that God always does what He says, always stays true to His Word, and always will do what you believe in for, then guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I don't care how impossible it seems, that's exactly what God will do in your life because He will always honor your will. Can somebody say amen on that? Okay, so Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Watch this right here. This is good. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Now, we've been reading this every week. But I want, you, I want you to see it again. Uh, he shall have whatsoever he says. Can we pull up Mark 24 real quick, Dave? So let me read this again. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, or come into being, they shall have whatsoever they say. Now can we pull verse 24 up? Now look at verse 24. He said, what things soever, who desires? You. Well, whatever God wants. Well, don't you know what God wants? Come on. Well, I just don't know it. I just have this burning desire in me. I have this burning vision, but I don't know if it's God. Who do you think put it there? Somebody say amen. God's the one that put it there. Okay, watch this. Whatsoever you desire when you pray or when you speak, believe that you have what? Took them. We learned that that word receive means to take. You've got a hold of it right then and there. Believe that you've took them and you shall have them or they shall exist. That word in the Greek says they shall exist. Now watch this. It says, the Bible says, let's go back to Romans now. He calleth those things that be not into existence, That same word is the same word that is used right here. You say, what are you trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to tell you, as God calls things into existence, Jesus said, you do the same thing. Same exact Greek word, ladies and gentlemen. Same word, it means exist. It means whatever I say, and I put faith behind it, it immediately exists. Woo! Now we understand why He says you can have what you say you believe. You can have it. Because the moment that you speak it, it's created. Because what we learned two weeks ago, who creates the fruit of my lips? God does. Amen? So He says, I want you to speak like I speak. So Mark eleven twenty four. 24... Right there is right in line with Romans 4.17. Jesus already told Before Romans was ever written, Jesus already told us. He said, God calls things into existence what was not, and I want you to do the same thing. And so I'm telling you this morning, it's time you call into existence... Whatever you've been desiring for in God, come on, somebody. Whether it's in your finances, those of you in here, I want to. I desire to be financially stu- so financially stable that I'm able to be a blessing to others. Well, what are you doing about it? Well, I'm just waiting and hoping and praying that one day God will bless me. How's He going to do it? By the words of your mouth, it's time you start speaking now. When you wake up in the morning, that should be one of the first things in your mouth. I am prosperous. I am blessed. I'm able to be a help to many people. See, what are you doing? You're calling those things that be not. Come on, somebody help me. As though they were. You're calling in. You're calling those things which are non existence into existence. Can we put our hands together this morning and give the Lord some praise in this house today? Come on. That's exactly what you're doing. So when Jesus said, create. Whatsoever things you desire, create them. How? By what you speak. Faith-filled words. Then you go to Romans 4.17, the exact same Greek word, create. God creates those things which be not that He desires. Ooh, now we're getting somewhere. Now, let me ask you something. Why are you here? Why are you created? How many knows? But why are you created? Why do we have a Stevie in here this morning and a Danielle and a Greg and a Cheryl? Why do we have you here this morning? But deeper than that, because he desired you. Somebody say, Amen. He desired a Daniel. He desired a Greg. He desired a Cheryl. He desired a Crockett. So, you know what he did? He spoke you. Somebody, is somebody hear me? At one time, you did not exist. But God desired you. So, what did He do? He spoke you. He said, I desire Cheryl, and I'm going to bring her forth into the natural. By Henry Barnett and Darlene Barnett. Are y'all listening what I'm saying? So he called what did not exist as if it already existed. Now, now, if you read in your Bible, Genesis 1-1, you'll see where he said, Light be. The Hebrew says, Light be. You will never read again where he says, Alright, light, come on. Will you? Do y'all read it in there? Do you ever speak, do you ever see Him speak, one day light's going to be? You don't? Why not? Because that's not how God operates. Is that right? Once He said light be, it, it has to be, right? You ought to get to that place with your words. Somebody say amen. Yeah, come on, we're coming up today. We ought to be at the place where we speak something and we know. We just wait on it to come forward. It's got to manifest. How do we wait? Not with anticipation. I hope something happens. No. But with expectation. I know what's happening. Amen. Amen. Stevie and Stephanie was at the beach last week. The week before that. Did you, did you not pack or, or do anything at all for the beach? No. No. They fully expected to go to the beach. you know what they did? They packed. I'm going to put my swimming trunks in there. I'm going to get Luke and, and anybody else a little cup where they can play in the sand. That's called expectation. You see what I'm saying? This, I'm trying to tell you how God operates, but I'm also telling you that this is not just about God. He's saying you operate like this. Come on now. This is good. All right, so Ephesians 5.1. Look at this right here. Ephesians 5.1, he says, Be you therefore what? Followers of God as dear children. Now, the original translation says, be imitators. That word follower right there is imitator. And there are other verses that says it in the King James, be imitators of God as dear children. Now, what does that word mean to imitate? I got it for you. Ready? To be an imitator of God means to admire the pattern He sets. Admire how He does things and then what? Follow after it. So when you say, I am an imitator of God, you are saying that I admire how He operates. I admire how He calls things into existence that be not. He speaks about them as if they've already manifested. I admire that. So you know what I do? I follow that. I see God do that, so I say, okay, I'll do that. My house is built. I have a multi-million dollar ministry. Are are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, you begin to imitate God. So watch. So if God calls those things to be not as though they were, are we doing the same thing? I want to make you think this morning. Are we doing the same thing? Are we truly speaking like God, or are we speaking like we think God would speak? Mm. John 4.35. John 4.35. Listen to what Jesus said here. He said, Say not. Somebody say, say not. So Jesus is saying, don't talk like this. Say not that there are four months and then comes harvest. Harvest is going to come in four months. Harvest is going to come. One day harvest is going to come. He said, don't speak like that. Why did he say it? He said, for I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Now you can take a spiritual meaning on that to, to say this. He's saying, do not focus on what you're seeing in the natural Here's where so many people have a hard time with Romans 4.17 and other verses about having what you say because all they are focused on is what they are seeing at that present time in their life. That's why it's so hard for them. How can I say that I'm healed when I know my body does not feel good? How can I say that I am a prosperous man when I know what's in my bank account? How can I say that my family or my child is saved when I know they're acting crazy right now? So this is the part that they wrestle with. But they don't have, watch this, very few people have a hard time saying God's going to do something. If, matter of fact, you get in a crowd and you say, i tell you what. God's going to bless you one day. Well, thank you. I received that. Right? But I'm telling you what right now. If you come up to somebody and you say, I'm telling you, God's blessed you right now. You're already blessed. They're going to go away and say, he missed it. <laughs> Amen? Come on. He missed it. Why? Because you're so focused on what you're seeing around you. Does what you see around you have anything to do with what God said? God said that this is in that same passage, Romans 4:17, God said, Abraham, you're a father of many nations. He never had one child at that time. He said, Abraham, all the nations of the world's gonna be blessed through you. And Abraham is looking at a property, a land that he don't even know about. It's foreign to him. And here God is talking about all this stuff as as if it's already happened. Are you all seeing what I'm trying to tell you right now? So So he's speaking these things as if they've already happened. And he's calling those things that be not as though they were. And you know what happens? Abraham began to do the same thing. What did the Bible say? The Bible says he began to consider not what? What he was seeing. He began to not focus on seeing his body dead and Sarah's womb dried up and all these other things and they're old now and decrepit and all this other stuff. He nev- he he quit focusing on that and he started focusing on what God said. God said, "I'm a father of many nations." God said, I, "All these nations are going to be blessed through me." And He kept speaking it. And he kept speaking, "I am a father of many nations." Come on. How many thinks that Abraham says, "I'm going to be a father of many nations?" Or how many thinks that he was speaking like this? I am a father of many nations. Every nation is blessed through me. You see, what are you doing? You're changing the arrival time. Come on now. See, as long, watch this, as long as you keep it in the future, the devil can handle that because here's one thing he has the power to do, and I want y'all to listen to me. Now, I'm, I'm usually telling you what he don't have the power to do. But I'm telling you this right here. He's got the power to delay. Somebody say delay. But he can't deny it. Are y'all hearing me? Can he delay the promises? Yes, he can. Because he's been given that power to delay things. All right. But how do you speed things up? By speaking them into win. See, when you start calling things into the now, you begin to put great pressure on the devil. Look at some of you. Yeah, I've been waiting on that. How many would like to put pressure on him instead of him always putting pressure on you? Well, this is how you do it. When you start speaking and declaring what doesn't exist into existence, it puts great pressure on him. Why? Because what part of that does that affect him in? Trying to delay it because that's where he's got the power. He's got the power to try to put things off. And when you start speaking things into the now, when you start calling them as you believe them, then you start putting pressure on his denying or delaying power. Excuse me. You start putting pressure on that delaying power, and he's having a hard time holding it back. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, He's always putting pressure on you to say what is. I mean, pressure. Come on, come on. Talk about how bad it is. Talk about how you don't know how you're going to pay this. Come on, speak it. Talk about it. You've got to say something. You've got to say something. How many of you just have that overwhelming urge? You just got to say something. Because he needs you to. Because if He can get you to say something, you give Him authority in your life. Come on. See, but watch this though. If God can get you to say something, you give Him authority to work in your life. Amen? You give Him authority. So so Jesus said, let me say this one more time. Jesus said, don't talk about it as if it's in the future. He said, speak about it now. Look at it now. The visions that God has of you, you know when you need to be talking about them? You need to be talking about them right now. As if they've already existed in the natural. Why? Because they already exist in the spirit realm. You ought to be talking about them every single day. I heard one guy say it like this. He said, if you're not speaking about your vision, your vision is talking about you. Come on. Your vision's talking about you. So... So this is what God did for me. So I was like everybody else. I was saying, you know, one day I'm going to have this, and one day I'm going to, you know, one day I'm going to have this house, and one day I'm going to be uh, having this ministry and all this other stuff. Until God said something to me, He said, "Quit speaking of it in a future tense," and He said, "Speak of it in the now." Say that with me. Speak it. Speak of it in the now. Speak of it in the now. So he said, I want you to go around and say, this is where my house is. I am blessed. I have a worldwide ministry. Now, again, none of those things you can see in the natural. But what's that doing? I'm calling those things that don't exist in the natural into existence. Are y'all hearing me? So, when I did that, you see things begin to change in the atmosphere. You see pressure begin to come on the enemy. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because you see, when you speak of things, when you reverse that, when you change it from the future into the now, then there's nowhere for that word to come but when? Now. Now, am I telling you that everything you speak right now, this moment, is going to come to pass right now? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you, just think about it. As long as I keep speaking and pushing it in the future, how could it ever come to pass? Right? How many's got projects that they've been saying, I'm going to get to? Still haven't got to them. Now that's just a natural thing. How how much more effective and powerful is a spiritual thing? So when do I speak of it? In the now. When are you healed? When are you blessed? When do you have your desires? In the now. So you talk about them. You talk about them. Now, I'm going to help you because I know you're saying, well, wait just a minute now. John 11, eleven Let's look at the difference. Because I know you're wrestling with, well, do I not say anything at all about what's going on? Or do I speak of what is? And this? What do I do? John 11, look at this. It says, These things said he, this or Jesus, after he had said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. So, how many knows the story of Lazarus? All right, we know that he was sick. And Mary and Martha, they called for Jesus to come because they knew that he was a great friend of the family and he loved Lazarus a whole lot. And so they wanted him to come and lay hands on him or or lay hands on Lazarus so he would be all right. So he would come out of the sickness and be alright. And Jesus said, it's all right. This is what he said. He said, It's all right, he's just asleep. Now, when's another time that Jesus said this? With Jairus and his daughter, right? He walked in. She was dead. In the natural, she was dead. Gone. Right? Passed away. Y'all need me to use another one? All right, and everybody's crying in the house. Everybody's crying in the house. They're weeping. They're, they're sorrowful. They're, they're sad because she died. And Jesus walked in and he says, why are you crying? They said, because his daughter died. And he said, she's not dead, she's just asleep. Now what was he doing at that moment? Calling those things that be not as though they were. Naturally speaking, was she dead? But what's the greater truth? The spiritual truth. The spiritual truth is, and this is what he said to Mary Martha, he said, I am the resurrection. Don't y'all understand this? I am the life. Because they said, well, one day he'll be raised up. You know, one day God's going to raise him up. And he said, Martha, Mary, I am the life. I am the resurrection. So watch this. As we keep reading, watch this. Verse 12. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. Next verse. How be Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Next verse. Then Jesus said to them plainly, What did he say? Lazarus is dead. All right. so wait a minute. Is he asleep or is he dead? Okay, so watch this. So here's the thing that we wrestle with, right? And I wanted to use this because this example is going to help you. Many people say, okay, well, if I'm constantly speaking as if it's already happened, how can I ever acknowledge what is, right, in the the natural? Because this is the part that people have a hard time with. But you see, you need to do like Jesus did. First, what did He say? First, the spiritual truth. Somebody say first. That's exactly what He did. Now, then he comes out and he speaks what is in the natural. He says, "Lazarus is dead." Now what's he doing right there? Let me tell you what he's doing. And this is where many people think that faith denies what's going on, And that's not what it does. You never see one person where Jesus where they came to Jesus, he said, "What, would, what do you want me to do for you?" I want to receive my sight. You never read one time where Jesus said, you're not blind, go on somewhere. I mean, you, you never read that? So Jesus did not deny what was going on in the natural. And we don't deny that, do we? I don't deny right now, watch this, I don't deny what's going on naturally speaking in your life right now. Whether it be spiritually, physically, financially, whatever. I don't deny that. And Jesus didn't deny that. He said, Lazarus is dead in the natural. But the truth is, I'm going to raise him up. The truth is, he's just asleep. You see what I'm saying? See, so watch this. Faith does not deny what's going on. It denies its right to stay that way. Oh, y'all getting this. So watch this. You know what's going on on a natural level in your life. You know what's taking place. But watch this. As long as you keep speaking what is, you're not denying it's right to stay that way. Come on. You are, you are giving it right to stay exactly like it is. Now, if Jesus went right after that and was going, Lazarus is dead. He's dead. man. I'm done. he's just dead. I should have went the, the first three days. He's dead. Would, would we expect Lazarus to come out of the tomb? No. Why? Because you have what you say you believe. Is that right? So watch this. If you keep talking about what is, I'm not denying it's right. I know it's there, but I deny it's right to stay the way that it is. Are you listening to me? So what? the only way that I can deny it's right to stay the way that it is is I have to speak something what? Differently. I know, watch this, I know that my body's hurting right now. I know know what it is in the natural. I know what the report says. But I refuse for it to stay in that state. So what am I going to do? I am going to speak that I am healed. Is that denying what's going on in the natural? No, that is denying it to stay the way that it is right now. Can somebody say amen if you are understanding this? So what do you do? You acknowledge. Yeah, you know what's there in the natural. But if you truly want it to change this morning, you've got to start speaking as if it's not there. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you want your body to change, you've got to start speaking to it. If you want your finances to change, you've got to start speaking. If you want your, your family to operate better, if you want your marriage to operate better, you've got to start speaking to it. I heard one guy say, he said, uh, this one guy, he was talking about how you can call those things to be not as though they were, and you can have what you say. He said, I don't believe that mess. I just call it like it is. He said, then it'll stay the way it is. Amen. If you call it like, how many has had that expression or heard that expression? I just call it like it is. I just call it like I see it. Then that's exactly how it's going to stay. But if you call it like it's not, it's going to become what it isn't right now. Amen. Woo. All right. So let's recap real quick. Number one, fill your heart with the words of God. Number two, speak what you believe. Number three, speak of things that you want to happen as though they've already took place. Now go to Isaiah 55. Steve, come on up. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. This is the easy to read version. Easy to read version. Yes, that's a version. It says, rain and snow fall from the sky, and don't return, this is God speaking, and don't return until they have watered the ground. Then the ground causes the plants to sprout and grow, and they produce seeds for the farmer and food for people to eat. In the same way, my words leave my mouth, and they do not come back without what? Results. That ought to be your same thinking." My words do not leave my mouth and come back without results. Now watch this. My words make the things happen that I want to happen. Don't you love that? Let me say it one more again. He said, my words make things happen that I want to happen. If Watch this. If you don't want things to happen That are terrible and stuff in your life, stop speaking of them. Pretty simple, right? All right, he says that I want to happen. They succeed in doing what I send them to do. Does that sound like words are just for communication? I spoke of this last week. See, my God, one of the worst things that's ever happened is social media. Because it's taught people that words mean nothing. Nothing. I'll just say what I feel. I'll just say my opinion. I'll just say what I think about it. One of the worst things. Because words were never designed just to communicate. Words were designed to create. 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 And that's exactly what they do. This is what God is saying. He's saying, my words, they create. My words, they bring results. My words, they succeed in doing whatever I send them to do. Ladies and gentlemen, is it not time that you start sending your words out to do something? Because I said this, I believe I said this the first week. I said all I have to do, I don't have to know your situation or circumstance. All I got to do is just listen to how you talk for a day to know what you have. That's all I got to do. Because whatever you have in your life right now, you spoke it into existence. Woo, let that sink in for a second. So watch this. Whatever I have tomorrow is going to be by what I'm speaking today. What do we speak of those things? In what, what tense? Say it again. Present. Somebody say, I will speak of the promises of God in present tense. They've took place. Amen? They've took place. So His words are, so my words are. Say that with me. So His words are, so my words are. If God's Word doesn't return void, then mine doesn't either. Come on. If God's Word produces or makes things happen that He wants, then so do my words. If His words succeed in whatever place He sends them out to, then so do my words. Why? Because I'm made in His image. Come on. I'm made in His likeness. Come on. I am an imitator of Him. I follow the pattern. I I admire His pattern and I follow in it. Somebody give the Lord some praise this morning because He's given you the power to change your life change it how by the words of your mouth stand to your feet if you thank you for tuning into this week's episode of prophetic faith the podcast edition for partnering information or for prayer requests you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith at yahoo.com and just remember one word from god can change anything